Hey, this is Joe of the Two Shots Podcast, and what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little bit different here. We're going to actually start re-interviewing Spurs Spurs fans, you know, throughout the Alamo City. So our first interview here, our showcase, our showcase spotlight on, you know, interviewing Spurs fans, we're going to start with Gil Rodriguez. You might know him on social media, media as Gil the Thrill. I believe you're on what, Facebook, you're on Twitter, and you're on Instagram, right? Yeah, man, that's right. Yeah, uh, Gilda Thrill on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Well, I got to fix it, but uh, I'll be going back to that. <laughs> yeah, and if you all never followed Gil, he's a good follow on social media. He likes to have a good time, always frequenting some of the, the hot spots here in the Alamo City, out in the Southtown area, and always gets in, like, you know, these uh, cool party scenes, man. You're always doing stuff all around town. You're, like, quite the socialite, Gil. Man, I appreciate that. Uh, no, I just I hate being at home. You know, um, I'm at home. I get bored. I want to be out socializing, meeting people. Um, you know, I just like to have a good time. Yeah, you can tell, man, all by your your pictures and your social media posts, man. It's like you're a dude I can hang out with and just drink some beers and, you know, just have a good time with, man. So, yeah, definitely. Y'all need to follow him. But, you know, the real reason that you're here, man, is we want to know what makes guilt tick, you know. You've been a Spurs fan for, I'm, I'm sure, what, most of your life? Pretty much, for, yeah, all my life. You're kind of born into it. You know, same thing as uh, here in San Antonio, you have a lot of Cowboys fans. Uh, you know, you're born into it. You don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, I say that, you know, I've been a, a Spurs fan all my life. I said, basically, I came out of the womb already dressed in silver and black. I didn't have a choice, you know, but I chose to remain a fan, I'm sure, just as you did. So why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about you know, your experiences as, as a Spurs fan, you know, we really want to know, like growing up, you know, what were some of the, the memories that you had with family, maybe, you know, watching Spurs games or even going to Spurs games as a kid. Uh, can you share something like that with us? Well, I, I do have a lot of, a lot of memories. Um, well, one, one of the big ones was when, when Montel Jordan first came out with that, uh, this is how we do it. The Spurs version. Oh, this is how we do it. I remember hearing that, and I was like, man, I thought it was, like, the coolest thing. Um, but as far as uh, memories, I had a lot of memories at the Dome. Um, of course, I wasn't there for uh, the Memorial Day Miracle, but I remember where I was and, uh, you know, how I felt when Sean Elliott hit that hit that three. Um, man, there's so many. So many. Uh, you remember the first championship, no doubt, right? Yeah, I was in I was in my living room. I was in uh I was going at the Foyer Middle School. I was in my living room. I was uh I wanna say eighth grade and you know, I had a, one of those little um basketball hoops on my door. Oh, so yeah. I was watching the game I was watching the game on myself. Uh I was you know, there at home and every time the Spurs would make a basket I was, you know, shooting it up in the hoop. And then I just remember uh, when they won on my big ass Zenith television, those big old wood ones. <laughs> and I was like, man, that was, uh, yeah, that was, an, that was an incredible moment. Yeah, um, I remember those big TVs yeah. too, man. That was an incredible moment. Those big TVs had that wood veneer or something, right? All over it. Oh, man. Hey, man. So glad I don't have to move those or pick those up or have to deal with those. <laughs> you ain't lived until you had man. to pick up one of those monsters, man. Those things weighed a lot, so. Kudos to you, Gil. You were strong, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, well, let, well, let's go ahead and do this, man. Why don't you let us know, like, what's your earliest memory that you can remember when the Spurs won the championship? Were you able, you know, like, actually able to get out in the streets and be out there with the fan base, you know, and, like, no, drive around? I wasn't. <laughs> Never did? I wasn't. No, no, not until uh, – it wasn't until the 2003 championship where I was actually able to go out downtown um, and – you know, go honking, and I got into some trouble with uh, my girlfriend at the time for crazy reasons. Um, <laughs> That's another show. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it'd be. I don't know if it'd be appropriate to uh, to say on the podcast, but it does have to do with the Spurs. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know, man. Is it we, clean? Is it clean or is it bad, man? We could we could always edit it out if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead and do do your thing, man. I'll edit it out. Uh, man. No, no. So I got my friends. They you know they dragged me to go uh, you know downtown honking. You know we're all having a good time, and um, you know I was a very innocent kid uh, in high school. Uh, you know I never did anything bad, but yeah. uh, my girlfriend at the time we all you know our group of friends went. and um, they said, "Hey, man, you hold the camcorder. You know we're gonna go downtown. You hold it." And I was like, all right, cool. So uh, while I'm recording this, uh, you know, everyone's just having a good time. Go Spurs go. It's 2003, you know. Uh, well, you know, a group of these uh, San Antonio Hood Rats decided to <laughs> flash me, flash me while I was uh, recording. I uh, didn't ask for it. It just kind of happened. And um, I remember uh, getting in trouble because it seemed like, you know, my my girl at the time was very uh, upset with that, and I had no control over it. You know, hey, baby, this first one. There's nothing I can do about it. So, yeah, that was uh, that was another one of uh, my memories from '03. Yeah, that's a good one though, man. I mean, that happened to almost everybody that was out and about celebrating the Spurs championship win, <laughs> especially if you went downtown or you were up and down Military Drive. It's bound to happen. You ain't got no control over it. Everybody's just yeah. having fun, having a good time. So you were just a you were an innocent bystander. Hey, yeah, uh, that's all I was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, why don't you let us know? You know, like, what's your favorite piece uh, of Spurs swag that you like to you know sport out and around town? You know, when you're at a game or you're watching a game, because you know how Spurs fans are. You know, like you want to. Announced that you arrived, so you got to have a little swag with oh, you, yeah. you know? What do, what do yeah, you wear, no, man? No doubt, no doubt. Um, no, man, I usually go with my uh, – I picked up – a couple years ago, I picked up a a, a teal old-school um, Spurs uh, jacket with the old Spurs logo. It's like a full teal starter jacket, and um, when you when you button it up, it has the full logo on your uh, on your chest. Um, it's actually a picture on my Twitter, like my, uh, my avatar that – that's the the one I have on, um, and then of course I gotta I gotta go with the matching hat and some J's uh, to oh, nice. to complement it. Um, what kind of J's we say, talking about, Gil? What kind of J's we talking about? I'm gonna go with the 11s, man. All the right. Concords. Yeah, those are probably my favorite. I try not to wear them too much. Yeah, you don't want to get the um, crease in them, man. Yeah. You can't crease them, you know. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> you crease them, um, they ain't good no more, man. You got to sell them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I would say that. And then I even got, uh, I, I, I try to get a lot of, uh, Mitchell Ness, uh, stuff just cause I, I like the, the stuff they put out. They got, they got a ton of dope stuff. You um, like that retro, a, um, you like that retro gear is what you're saying. I do. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because that brings a lot of good memories back. 
uh, to me. And, you know, as a kid, um, honestly, like I, uh, I just, I was, I, I love those colors, you know, back, you know, when they had the, uh, the dome, they had the Alamo dome, uh, written right there on the baseline and the pink, the black and pink. I, w- I was always a fan of it. I, I don't know why. That court was but, fire, um, dude. That court was fire, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but, uh, I do have, I would say that. And then, um, well, like stuff like this, like I got my, uh, I don't know if you could see it. It's a shirt I got with, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Coach Pop. Oh, okay. Um, no, I can't see it, but I'll, yeah, I'll, you can describe it, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's a guy on Twitter. Give him a follow. He makes really dope shirts. It's a at HD shirts. Um, he does a lot of, uh, basketball type stuff and, He's um hey I guess you could say he's kind of a Spurs fan because he has a lot of uh, Spurs shirts that he makes, um but you know I I just try to I always I always want to look good when I go to the games um you know and I, I like to make an impression uh, and and also like you know you look good you feel good so and also uh, hopefully the Spurs will win if I'm if I'm looking good if you're looking fly it's gonna be a good time right that's what it's all about. Pretty much, pretty much, and then you and then you get the fun people around you. Yeah, you know, people want to hang out with you, so I, I like to have a good time. You know, people come up, you know, want want to buy me a shot or drink or something, talk some sports, talk some Spurs. I'm all about that. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, because you're quite the socialite, man. You're all over the place. Like you said, you don't like staying at home. You like going out and having fun, mingling with the people. You know, and uh, drinking. You know, when you're out with your with your lady and stuff. But, is, but responsibly, though. Yeah, yeah responsibly. Hey, man, I ain't saying you, you're out there getting trash, dude. I mean, you probably didn't no, no, Uber or Lyft. I'm, you know what I'm I mean? Saying, I'm just saying for all the uh, for all the listeners out there, yeah. you know? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Drink responsibly, in other words. You're going to have fun, have fun, but make sure you take a, a Lyft or an Uber home, you know? It ain't worth that, that trip right. to jail, man, so come on now. But when you're out and about with your lady, dude, and you're watching the Spurs games, Where's your favorite spot? Or yeah. Name some of your favorite spots you like to hang out in. You know, like you really enjoy watching the game there because of the the atmosphere. It could be the crowd. Maybe some places that we as listeners, you know, and fans here haven't uh, heard of before. So let us have it, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Yeah. I don't like to go to crowded places. Yeah. Um, Just because I can't hear uh, the announcers. I like to hear, the, you know, the action. So a lot of the times I'll just go to like a dive bar and um, they'll just, you know, they'll have the volume on. Uh, there's a spot right here on the, on West Avenue uh, and Jackson Keller, uh, the Martini Ranch during oh, Spurs okay. games. Um, a good buddy of mine, actually, he's taking over as far as, uh, you know, how they're running it. And um, he's a big sports guy. So I'm sure when, when the season starts, he's, he's going to have his own thing going. Uh, there as far as like you know having people show up and um, but yeah I usually just like to watch the game and uh, make sure that I can hear the audio because if I can't hear the audio I'm like okay well you know no one no one likes to hear that stuff on mute man like it's it's kind of annoying Uh, and then you got to hear you know you got to hear the people in the background and it's just yeah that's why I can't go to like a um, uh, what's the name of that one off of um 1604 and where they have the turtle races you know what i'm talking about is that that hillsdales over there no i've never been to hills and dales but i've heard good things about that place and i was talking about the uh what is it called um man, i can't even think it's there's one in the medical center and there's one on 1604 oh little uh, woodrose 
Little Woodrow's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Woodrow's. Yeah, it's it's it takes forever to get a drink there during during Spurs games, and then it's like it's super loud, and then uh, you know you you really don't get a, a lot of real fans. It's just people that are just there. Um, another spot that I do like to go to to watch the games. Um, you can't go wrong with Slackers. Slackers always has a pretty good crowd, and they and got a they lot of retro good. games upstairs too, man. Yeah, they do. They do, and they have they'll, they'll keep the audio on, you know, for yeah. people. Um, I've always, and then there's another place that gets really crazy during the playoffs. Uh, I know, uh, it's a little far ahead, but it, it's called, uh, what is it called? Uh, home plate on Bandera road. Oh yeah. That place gets nuts during the playoffs. Um, it, it is a beer bar. So I, I want to say they don't, they don't have liqueur, but, uh, you could, you know, you could bring your own bottle. I remember I watched the... 2014 uh championship game there and when we won i had the bottle of champagne on ice damn well, well tell us what yeah. kind of champagne was it man it was just Merle. it was just a, um uh some brute I, I don't even know it was like a cheap champagne oh, it was okay. not it was no yeah it was nothing crazy i thought you were gonna be but rocking had, the cristal I, or something dude oh uh, no man, i'm not <laughs> I'm not Jay Z. <laughs> Damn, Gil's a big baller, but, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I wish, man. Um, hey, maybe this year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, but, man, if they do win one, if they win a chip this year, that would be something, man. Oh man, I'd be so happy if they did. Hey, yeah, let me just ask because you know there's a lot of people just yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of people, man. But let's let's do this, man, because you know you've seen them all over town, dude. You've seen all these Spurs murals scattered all over the place. You've seen. Rudy Seafood, yeah. you know, they just added was uh, Marco Beninelli. They had Rudy Gay up there as well. They added him to the the wall of uh-huh. wall of fame, you know. So, out of all these places that you see around town, you know, and they have a bunch of great artists here in the local community doing their thing. What's your favorite uh, Spurs mural mural out there, or can you just name one that really stood out at you? You know, like what what's your preference? Uh, I, I honestly, uh, I think whatever whatever Nick Soup does. Whatever oh, he touches is gold. Is is gold, man? That guy, any any mural that he puts up is incredible. Uh, his work, you know, um, I think he's I think he's even done work inside the AT and T Center, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, they they got him doing murals inside. But anything that he does is, is fire. Um, but there is one that re- that I really like. Uh, I think there's a um, I, I think I just saw a Tim Duncan one recently uh on social media I, I didn't get to actually go see it yet i if i'm not mistaken i think it's the one over there by on, by frankie diablos oh yeah yeah right yeah yeah okay so they had the Kawhi one and then they you know they painted over it and i think that did, did they put up a tim duncan one there i, I don't i don't even know i believe is they that where did. It's at? yeah they have the tim okay. duncan one up there because uh they uh, they did take down the the fake number two and Kawhi leonard so they had to put something else <laughs> up there some better you know yeah. some better <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, having coach the coach Timmy up there, that that one's those are always those are always cool, man. No, sorry, I got a call. Yeah. Those are always good. Hey, you know that's one thing I was gonna ask you about. You know, since we're gonna kind of you know start segueing into near the end of this uh, interview with you, what do you think, man? Uh, you know, they have coach Timmy, man, Tim Duncan coming back with the team this upcoming season. And he's going to be a, a yeah. coach, you know, there on the sidelines alongside, you know, Greg Popovich and helping out, you know, the team. And they'll be right next to, you know, 
Becky Hammond and, and, you know, bringing that knowledge that he has. Are you excited about that, man? How did you feel when you found out, you know, he was going to be coming back? I I was really excited um, for a lot of reasons, but I, I think it's really going to help the guys in the locker room a lot. Just having that, that veteran presence, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, future Hall of Famer in the locker room, helping all, you know, all the young guys, the young guys that you have, um, being the uh, good cop, bad cop to, to coach pop. I think that's going to be a, a big thing, you know, cause he was always that, that one guy that would, you know, be able to, to calm coach pop down yeah. and it, you would see it numerous times. Uh, but I'm just excited to see what he brings uh, as far as his knowledge and knowledge of the game and how he's going to interact with all these, these guys and, He's definitely going to put some butts in the seats, even though, you know, he's not going to be playing, but people are going to want to, you know, be in the building if Tim Duncan's in the building. That's for sure. Yeah, they're going to be screaming, Timmy, you know, TD21, the GOAT is back, you know, so that's a good thing for yeah, everybody. I mean, I mean, we love we, we we love the guy. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody loves Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah, everybody loves Timmy, you know. It, and I was saying, you know, it would be something, Gil, if we had someday, we had Manu join the coaching staff. And then we had Tony Parker join the coaching staff. So essentially, the big three would come back and they would all be assistant coaches. That that would be something, man. I, I think that would fill a lot of seats at the AT&T Center, seeing the big three together again as assistant coaches. I mean, yeah, would, what do you think? That would be insane. Uh, I could see I – I was hoping Manu would have jumped on board um, after uh, Timmy, you know, decided to start coaching. Um I, I don't see uh, I don't see Tony Parker doing it just because I know he's got his own thing. Uh, isn't he like a owner of a, fr- a French team or something? Yeah, over in the I Euro think, League. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he owns. Yeah, and, and then I think I think he's I think he's doing the uh, consulting thing too for for players. So I, I don't see him as as a coach, but I could I could definitely see Mana doing it in the future, um, just because he, he has that you know that that presence of of you know knowing the game and. But also, you know, going back to uh, when he was playing, he would write up a lot of plays. He would draw up a lot of plays, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could see him doing it more than, than Tony. But having having all three of them there would, would be would be, would be be awesome. But I, I'd rather, you know, I think I'd – realistically, I think it's, you know, Timmy and Manu uh, coaching probably more realistic. Yeah. You know, that, that would be something, though, you know, have – Timmy and Manu coaching. I, I would love to see that, and I'm sure everyone else would love to see it as well. Speaking of that, loving to see I, something, man. Look, I would love to see Manu. Go ahead. I would love to see Manu take over for Pop. Okay. I think that would blow a lot of people's minds, and I, I think that would, you know, because I think we're, we're all kind of uh, wondering, like, what's going to happen when Pop leaves, you know, and who are we going to trust the friend, you know, the, the organization with, the yeah. team with, and I think I think Manu would be a great fit, even though he has no coaching experience. I don't really think uh, he's one of those guys where I don't think you really need it. But um, I think that'd be that'd be cool, cool to see. Yeah, I think so too, man. And you know, talking about this upcoming season, we're gonna finally see Dejounte Murray out there on the court, which we sorely missed last season. But he's gonna be playing alongside, you know, Derek White potentially. You know, you have this starting five, you know, and you have potentially one of the better backcourts in the NBA with DeJounte and Derek White. So 
given that, I mean, what was your expectation of DeJounte coming back, you know, this upcoming season? How do you think he's going to impact the team? What are you really looking for out of him? Oh, man, I'm so excited for DeJounte Murray. I, I was excited last year, and then the injury happened. I was heartbroken. Um, but I, he's a dog, man. He is a dog. And he has that, that – uh, he's very, you know, super competitive. You could see it. He, wants, he wanted to be out there last year. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I honestly think he's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm calling it now if I'm wrong. You know, I'm a little biased, but I think he's going to be first-team all-defense this year. Okay. And um, having him with Derek White, Derek White has improved so much um, since, you know, since last year. You know, he's been working with Team USA and Coach and Pop in the summer. Um, I think he's he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think so. And um, having them, so. ha- having both of them, you know, just defensively, they're going to be like top notch. They're going to be up there. And they're they're going to, you know, they're going to blow a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. You know, I think we're going to see something special, you know, out of this backcourt of DeJounte <laughs> and Derek White out there. I'm excited to see that because potentially this is the future, you know, of what the Spurs have been waiting for, you know, the, the passing of the torch. Because let's face it, you know, we have a LaMarcus Aldridge who's getting up there in age a little bit. You know, he's probably got a couple more years in him. Will he remain a Spur? Who knows, you know? He might decide to finish his career and go back home with the with the Blazers, or maybe he wants to stay here with the Spurs and finish as you know finish out his career. And then we have Demar Derozan. You know he's also not twenty one or twenty two anymore, but he's still got a lot of the game left in him. So you know it's kind of now looking yeah. at at the younger generation to start stepping up. And I actually believe that that's something that we're going to start to see this season. And you know, speaking of young, exciting players. What are your thoughts on Lonnie Walker, dude? Because all these Spurs fans go crazy over Lonnie. How are you feeling about him? I love Lonnie Walker. I love him. Um, I think that he would have played more last year if he, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Um, I feel like he has uh, just this athleticism, this explosiveness that he brings to the team. And um, I just – I'm excited. I, You know, I – the guy, I, he's even got me in a lost words. Look at that. Um, <laughs> the guy, uh, I mean, he, he had some plays last year before the injury that we were just kind of like, man, how the, how the hell did he do that? Or like, whoa, you know, like, even in, I think there was one where he, he had the chance to uh, to dunk on somebody. I don't remember who it was. And then he ended up, they ended up calling a foul or something. But the way that he got up off the ground, like, it was just like, damn. How the it was against the Nuggets, man. I believe and, that's where they, uh, all of, yeah. They showed him like everybody was in slow motion. They slowed the video down. Everybody was with their eyes big, looking at him like, "Wow, this dude's got some hops." Yeah, you know? even even the even the Nuggets bench was kind of like, "Yo, what what's up with this guy?" You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for what he's gonna do. Uh, you know, he's he's really um, from what I've read, from what I've heard, um, he's he's been working on on his his core a lot. His you know his, his strength. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table and hopefully he gets some, I, I know for sure he'll get some playing time, um, yeah. but it's just a matter of where he fits. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that he's going to, he's going to be successful in the league. Yeah, no doubt. I, I don't either. You know, I just want to want to see him get a little bit more playing time, just like all the other fans. But I got to ask you before we end this, uh, this interview, got to ask you the, the trying question here. Do you think this is going to be the year that Spurs fans finally, finally get 
a throwback jersey. And I'm not just talking about a throwback like from the 80s, from the George Gervin era, the traditional silver and black, which is what I think we're going to get, you know. But are we really going to get a retro throwback Fiesta color jersey this season or is it going to be more of the same, you think? I don't think we are. <laughs> you think it's going to be the camo? You think it's going to be the camo? I hate to say it, but, um, you know, this city, ta- you know, got, you know, we, we take pride in, in our military and, you know, they do a lot for, for the city. Uh, and I, I think that's the way the Spurs have, you know, when they had the opportunity to come out with a jersey, it was kind of that way, you know, you, you do the, uh, the camouflage and, you know, you pay homage to to the mil- to our troops. So um, as much as I would love a, a Fiesta jersey or a you know, even the George Gervin one. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening, man. I, you know, and and I'll be honest, I don't like the camouflage. I hate it. I think it's dull. I think it's boring. Um, but I, I, I would love for us to have something different. I, I think. Um, I mean, the uh, I think everybody wants that. Everybody does. You know, it'd be cool because you see all these other teams in the NBA getting these retro throwback jerseys, and not yeah. only just the jersey, but they're like having a throwback night, and that includes a retro court as well, which kind of adds to the whole ambiance, man. And that's what Spurs fans are wanting. You know, they're kind of wanting that Alamo Dome court. They're wanting their Fiesta colors. And then you have the other fans that are very traditional and say, you know, that's a thing of the past. Let's just hang on to the yeah. silver and black. To me, the compromise between the two, if the Spurs don't want to go and give the fans, you know, that Fiesta colored court and the Fiesta colors, they want to stay away from that. I'm fine with just a retro throwback from the 80s with the George Gervin, you know, kind of the writing on the chest, you know, it says San Antonio with the silver and black. You know, I I think that's still dope. You know, I'd I'd rock that jersey if they they had it available for retro night and I'd be happy with it, you know, because it's something different. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would love to see the old school uniforms. You know, you got some uh, some tube socks on those high white socks. (laughs) You would rock the tube socks, man, you know. I would. You, I mean, would you also rock the, the booty shorts? Um, I got to ask, would you rock, rock the booty shorts and the I, tube socks? <laughs> I got the booty for it, so that's for sure. <laughs> Damn. Um, but no, man, like, I I, um, I would love to see something, something different. Uh, I'm just, I'm tired of, you know, the same old, um, you know, camouflage jerseys. Uh, also, they're ugly. <laughs> they don't look good. <laughs> True that. You Somebody know, tried to put together a... A, a, like a, a, a camo jersey but kind of throw the the fiesta colors in there as well and really bro it looked like fruity pebbles man you know so <laughs> i believe you know, I, I believe was, that i was like no man let's not do that just if they're gonna go camo just go with the traditional camo don't try to put the fiesta colors in there because the damn thing's just gonna look like fruity pebbles a bowl of fruity pebbles when you put the milk in there yeah. and it starts to get soggy that that's basically what it kind of looked like so i was like i, oh, I could man. do without it man so definitely not man and so let me ask you one last question before we end the interview man you played NBA. Oh, you can ask me as many questions as you want man. yeah man you played nba <laughs> jam was? right you played nba jam the i old did school. I, I did i did what player was your sure go-to did. man in nba jam back in the day dude the tournament edition oh man i would what spur I should i say what spur oh man i'm gonna i would always do the uh rodman Dennis Rodman Robinson duo when I was a Spurs. 
I would do that too. Man. I, I want I want to say, and the reason why is because I want to say that when you were when you were the Spurs and you had Rodman, you could change the color of his hair. Yeah. So yeah, I was always like, oh, I'm gonna go with red this time. There you go, man. But that was it. Was just you know it was fun. I was a kid and it was different. So yeah, you got to get up on the new one, man. They released a new one recently, that NBA Jam 2K20 with the updated rosters. So if you need it, oh, dude, I'll it? hook you up. I'll hook you up, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I need to get me. I had a Super Nintendo. Uh, I don't have it anymore, but I did have NBA Jam on that one. Um, but the 2K, I, I need to get me an Xbox or something. I have and I have no consoles. Yeah, no, man. You can do this one like on an emulator, like on a computer, or probably even on your phone. Oh, okay, you know, okay. so right on. Yeah, I'll talk to you afterwards, man, and I can get you the file. That's not a problem. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, man. So before we go ahead and finally end this interview, man, again, go yeah. ahead and shout yourself out. Anybody else you want to give a shout out to? Where can people follow you on social media, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Gilded Thrill. It's uh, G I L L uh, T. Is it? Yeah, T H E T H R I L L L. I had to use three L's. Gilded Thrill because somebody else already had it. Um, and then the same on Instagram. I'm going to actually update it. And then, I mean, if you want to friend request me on facebook i'm more than happy to uh you just find me at gil rodriguez um i want to say we're friends on facebook so if anyone wants to reach out you know hang out let me know yeah definitely and, man. Um, you're, you're a cool dude to hang out with man have a beer with me <laughs> just have fun and watch we the haven't game. actually had we haven't actually had a chance to hang out but i'm looking yeah. forward to uh you know having a beer with you so um yeah man let me know uh when the season starts i'm actually gonna I, I'm trying to look into that that new thing that came out, the subscription thing. Oh the yeah, forty nine dollar. I, I mean, that. it sounds like a good deal. Yeah, it's like up to six yeah, games, like I believe, something like that. You can see every month, yeah. you know, and then you actually get an actual seat. It's going to be in the nosebleed, but for you know fifty bucks a month, I mean, you really can't complain about that. You know, you got a seat. Yeah, and then, and then I also I think I think you could you could upgrade it too. Oh yeah, like you can. You yeah, yeah. Like if you have a, a game you really want to get a real good seat for, you can use the yeah. app and you can pay the extra cash, and they'll seat you in the lower level if that's what you want. So that's always a plus, you know. Yeah. So definitely, man. Yeah, I'm trying to go to the. I'm trying to go to the Pelicans game. The preseason or the the Every regular game. season. A regular season. I want to see uh, the the young Pelicans and see how they do against yeah. our our guys. Get a first look at Zion. I'm going to try to get a first look at Zion during the, the preseason, man. I want to see if they're going to play him when they uh, when the Spurs play the Pelicans here. So I'm going to definitely go That'd to that cool. and check it out. You know, see if he he's out there. I'm not, I know he's probably not going to be full force, but I still want to see what, you know, these young guys look like because the Pelicans ain't no slouch <laughs> this season. They got, they got some talent. Nah. You know, they got some talent. So that's a team you yeah. definitely got to keep an eye on. So I'm looking to see, you know, what Zion's going to thrill us with. You know, much like LeBron did when he first entered the league. So I'm anxious. Yeah, I, I really, I really hope, I really hope, uh, which is, uh, Jakob Pertl, I hope Zion does not posterize that man. I really <laughs> hope not. Oh, man. Why, why is that a way? It, feel, it feels like, it feels like all our centers at some point have gotten posterized. Like, Splitter, Alberto. Yeah. You know, I'm even Drazen, dude. Hurdle. What's it not Drazen? What's the guy's name? Rasho? Oh, uh, Rasho, yeah. Teravin. The schoolboy. The schoolboy, yeah. 
He had that schoolboy look to him, man. Rosho Nesterovich. Yeah, Rosho, man. Man, hey, he he won a ring though, so he did, man. But he got posterized a number of times, dude. I remember KD going off on that boy, man. (laughs) Kevin Durant, he posterized him, dude. I I remember that, so yeah. Oh man, let's let's not remember that. And the other guy was his name, Will Purdue. He got posterized too. Oh, Will Purdue got. Yeah, Will Purdue got um, posterized religiously. That oh, was like yeah. his thing. Oh yeah, dude. He was a, then, he was a he was a uh, champion though, didn't he? Win a championship with us? I remember, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he won with he won with us, and then he won with the Bulls. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah there um, you go. Man, I don't know. I just hope that we at some point find a center that can handle his own and kind of rough some guys up a little bit. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. It feels like we always have these soft centers. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta get somebody that's. Got a little nasty to him, you know, like Co- Coach Pop says, you know? Yeah. They, yeah, they, they I feel get like... somebody like that. Like, even even Dave didn't... Ha- I mean, as much as I love David Robinson, I don't think he had that in him. Uh, um, he didn't... Like, we needed that, like, enforcer type. Uh, yeah, well, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long while, man. I can't even... I can't think of one. Can't even think one. Remember, we had some enforcers. I don't know; they were, you know, centers. But I mean, remember Robert Ori, dude, and we had Stephen Jackson. You know, we had Mario Eli. Oh yeah, Kevin Willis. Yeah. You know? So we we had some junkyard yeah. dogs on the team, man. I think that's what we're kind of missing. We're missing that grit, you know. So they need to get a player that we need that. An- we need that Antoine Carr. Yeah, <laughs> the big dog, the big dog, Antoine yep. Carr, man. See, Gil knows NWO, mem- NWO member. Yeah, see, you 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 know your your Spurs history, man. A lot of these uh these younger fans, they they don't know about that era. You know, they don't even know who like no. Frank Burkowski was, you know. They don't they don't know that, dude. They don't know about Terry Cummins, no. you know. They don't know about Dell Ellis. They don't know about Chuck Person. J.R. Reed. <laughs> J.R. Reed. Hey, man. J.R. Reed was a decent player, dude, back in the day, man, when the yeah, Spurs picked him up. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was he was solid, dude. He was a rookie sensation, too. I remember that when he first entered the league. He was with the Charlotte Hornets. So, yeah, man, he, mm-hmm. was, he was a good player, dude. You know, he stayed with us for a couple of years before I believe he winded up uh, getting picked up by another team due to free agency. So, yeah, I remember yeah. him. Those were the, the days that the Spurs were growing, you know. Those were in the, the late 80s, early 90s era, you know, where the Spurs were getting trounced. In the first round, they lost some heartbreaking <laughs> games, you know, against the Trailblazers and against the Golden State Warriors. I remember them getting bounced in the first year where they had David Robinson. We expect them to go far. And unfortunately, you know, they're just Saronis, uh, Marshallonis, and uh, Chris Mullins and, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Ooh. had other plans for us. So <laughs> didn't man, end well. Yeah. Didn't end well for us, man. Yeah. And, and, and then the one year that we were supposed to, the one year we, uh, that's when we ran into the Rockets and, uh, you oh, know, the Admiral. Man. Oh, man. Hakeem the Dream. The Dream, the dream a, Shake, dude. The Dream Shake. Just made him look silly. Yeah. Poor Dave. That was the number, the Spurs were the number one uh, overall seed in the NBA that season as well. And, man, yeah. the Rockets put it on him, dude. So, good, you know, there's nothing you can say. They beat us up, you know, straight up. So. The better team, better team won. Man, they they embarrassed yeah. Spurs. They 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 humbled them. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's like ten years old, I think. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> that was way back, dude. That was way back. But you know, I, I want to go ahead and uh, say one thing, dude. I appreciate you coming out. We had a great interview. Yeah, no man. doubt, no doubt. We got to do this again. You know, I'm gonna be 
you're not just, you know, interviewing you, of course, but I'm going to be going doing the rounds with some other fans around town as well, kind of showcasing some of these fans, you know, and, and making it all about you because without the fan support and without these listeners, right. I mean, I wouldn't have a success that I've had. So it's all about you guys. And I'm, I'm here to showcase that. So want to say thank you, man. Enjoyed having you on the show, Gil. And we're going to have to do it again real soon. We'll bring you on and have you as a guest. And yeah, we got to hang out and have a beer soon, you know? Appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. And um, I will definitely, uh, next time, well, next season, you and Crystal are out there dancing during the winning streak. Y'all give me a call. <laughs> Dude, we'll give you a call, but I'm going to have to show, I have a better showing than I did. I was just being silly, man, <laughs> but I'm going to have to maybe lose some weight or something, dude, so I can get some moves. It's on the hips, right? Got to move the hips. <laughs> As long oh, as nobody's man. rocking booty shorts, dude, we'll be all right. <laughs> no, nah, I think we'll be good. And don't don't invite the fiesta sucia either. Oh man, <laughs> no, dude. Somebody be out there rocking uh, booty shorts and tube socks. And I'm talking about a guy. I'd be like, <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. So we'll go ahead and end the episode <laughs> on that talk right there. So for Gil Rodriguez, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to. An episode, another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, be kind, we're out, peace. All right, man, I just, let me go ahead and hit stop here.